Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. One of the most exciting rounds of football I think I have ever seen is done and dusted in this competition. It is simply incredible at the moment. Uh, I was lucky enough yesterday to go out to Homebush to watch the Doggies knock over the Cowboys in Golden Point. Unbelievable scenes out there. Sat in some really nice seats too, myself and Tinny. Shout, shout out to Darushi if he's listening to this absolute legend of a bloke sorted us out there. Uh, unbelievable stuff. We watched the Sharkies and the Warriors uh, from the Locker Room Hotel where we do our live show out at Homebush. Unreal scenes there. Great venue too. I highly advise you go and have a brewski there when you're out at Homebush. It was great. Uh, we left with about 30 minutes to go to go and get our seats and whatnot and get into the uh, the section we were in upstairs at the Canterbury game. And um, I'm going to have to go back and watch that last 30 minutes or so because I cannot believe the Warriors got themselves back into that. How good is footy at the moment? How good is it to see the Warriors doing good things? But we will get to... Sorry, just taking a wristband off my arm. Don't know why I decided to do it now, but I did. Uh, we will get to those Sunday Arvo games uh, a little bit later today on the podcast. We're going to get stuck into the Thursday and Friday uh, games. Now, the Thursday night game, obviously the Eels and the Roosters went head-to-head. The Roosters coming home with the Bickies in that one. What a performance by the Chooks. Obviously, missing James Tedesco. He went down. Joey Manu didn't feature in this one as well. So, not everything went the way of the Roosters. They just found a way to get the job done. Uh, did I think they were super impressive? Not really, to be honest with you. I didn't think they were great. Uh, I think it was just good for them to get a win in this one. Sometimes good teams play shit and find a way to win. The Roosters certainly did here. They're coming off a bye. Uh, so as I said throughout the preseason, I think that this year you'll definitely be able to see a lot of bye teams that will get the wins the week after. So they should. If you give a good coach two weeks to prepare, they should find a way to win that game. As the season goes on, the f- bodies will be fresher, etc., etc. Uh, but the Roosters here, 28-20 over the Parramatta Eels. The Eels having two sin bins in the first 40 minutes. Will Pensini and Bailey Simonson. Uh, I thought both were fair, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so a tough night at the office for the Parramatta Eels, but the Roosters finding a way to get the job done. A couple of things I want to touch on here. Drew Hutchinson. Someone said to me uh, at the end of last year, I was at the 
Tigers v Roosters game. Uh, I was up there for a box. I was in a box. Uh, champion fella came up to me. He was a South fan too, to his credit. Said to me, hey, I reckon that Drew Hutchinson, he's the next Orbo. And I sort of said, oh, mate, I don't know if he's if he's that good, to be honest with you. I mean, he can handle a lot of positions and whatnot. Robert seems to trust him, but I don't know if he's at the level of Orbo. And you know what? It still might be a little bit hyperbolic, but I think it is clear that he has taken over that role. Whenever Robbo has a spot in this team that he cannot fill, he turns to Hutcho, and Hutcho does a job every day of the week. You have a look through the Roosters' system. They've got Corey Allen, who was on the bench, who they didn't choose to start at centre. They've got all these young guys in New South Wales Cup playing Bears and playing Roosters there. Outside backs that are killing it. He goes for Hutcho there, and of course, he crosses over for the first meat pie. His left foot kicking game is very, very valuable to the Roosters as well, and you can just tell that Hutcho is a guy that has earned the trust of Trent Robinson. He knows that when he needs someone to fill a spot, he can turn to him and he'll do a job for him. Uh, So shout out to Hutcho. Incredible stuff. From where he's come from and from where you thought his career would go to where he's at now. Uh, very, very impressive stuff. And he's earned himself a spot, a valuable spot. He's Mr. Fix-It in a team that can win a comp. So, congratulations to Hacho. He's done incredibly well to get himself to where he is. Uh, now, the two sin binnings for Parramatta, I personally think they were both fair uh, and, and warranted. You can't grab someone off the ball. Uh, and I thought that Bailey Simonson, I mean, it took James Sesco out of the game. Uh, it was head contact, so I can completely understand that. Um, but I thought the Roosters didn't handle those periods overly well, to be honest with you. Uh, there was a moment there where Sam Walker got the ball through, like a four-man cutout to Daniel Tupu. It just wasn't the play. And I still think you can see these little things in Sam Walker that he still needs to improve on, so he should. He's a 20-year-old halfback, 19-year-old halfback, however old he is. Uh, But yeah, still plenty of things to work on there for Sammy Walker, and that'll all come with time, that'll come with age, that'll come with maturity. Um, Yeah, it's it's still a very long game with Sam Walker. Obviously, I don't need to tell you guys that, but just something that I picked up on that I thought definitely wasn't on in that moment. Shout out to Jackson Paulo. I think he's been sensational for the Sydney Roosters since arriving there. We said the day they signed him, we really liked the and we think that Robbo will get something out of him. I think he's been tremendous. I think he's been very, very impressive, Jackson Paul. So shout out to him. Uh, having a great season so far. Really enjoyed watching him go about his footy. I thought Nat Butcher was solid as well. Came up with some nice stats there. So Ali, uh, he was fantastic throughout this game. Obviously moved to fullback a little bit later. We've all got our question marks on him as a fullback and whatnot. Uh, I thought he started the game at centre and he was tremendous. He moved to fullback. Very, very impressive as well. So, obviously, a guy that's been in the headlines this week, a young guy that's been in the headlines. So, shout out to Suwali. He was tremendous the other night when there was a bit of pressure on him. A lot of people watching him and whatnot did really well. Just on Sam Walker, too, I, I, I meant to say it, but I completely forgot. On the weekend, he made 27 tackles and he missed zero. Uh, and I think if you go back and have a look at his stats over the last few weeks, defensively, he has improved out of sight, Sam Walker. So credit to him. A guy that is his size with his experience. You know, the other thing is about Sam Walker, he could miss three to four tackles a week and you would go, oh, he's a small guy. He's a young guy. Look what he does with the ball, though. It's tremendous. And he has just gone out of his way to improve his defense. He's tackling at a 93% tackle efficiency this year. Shout out to him. That is fucking incredible. For a guy his size to be playing in this competition, that's unreal. He has missed... He has missed one tackle in the last three weeks. And in those three weeks, he made 25, 14, 27 tackles. Unbelievable. Week one against the Dolphins, he missed five tackles. Made 18, missed five. I would imagine that Robbo put a bit of a rocket up his ass there. Since then, how many tackles has he made? 40, about 44. No, heaps more than that. About 60. 
and he's missed one. Actually, it's about 70 tackles, and he's missed one over the last three weeks. So shout out to him. Coming against the Warriors, who are looking like a pretty fucking good side at the moment. South Sydney, who we know are a really good side. And Parramatta, another side that probably should be playing finals. What do they got the squad too? Grand finalists last year. So it's not like he's coming up against spuds. Coming up against very, very good footy sides there, Sam Walker. And he's been tremendous defensively. So shout out to him. Roosters will be out. We will be without James Tedesco next week. He's got the 11-day stand-down. They played the Melbourne Storm on the Thursday night. It's a short turnaround there. We're hearing they will get Joey Manu back. Uh, but no James Tedesco there. For the Parramatta Eels. Bit of a tough pill to swallow here, to be honest with you. Uh, another close loss, but I, I don't know. I sort of feel like the Roosters were always in control of this game. Uh, Mike Asivo scored very, very late in this one, uh, as did Bailey Simons. And to, to be fair, they scored two tries in the last five minutes. I thought this was a pretty dominant win by the Sydney Roosters. I think Parramatta were overly uh, impressive. I think that Josh Hodgson, some of his defensive plays were pretty disappointing. I think that he'll be pretty disappointed by his standards as well. Uh, but, I mean, when you have two players sent to the bin and whatnot – life does become very, very difficult. I thought Ryan Madison was tremendous. I think they need to use him straight from the start as a middle forward. Uh, I'm okay if he plays the entire game and maybe they need him just to uh, start on the edge and then they can bring him in so he can get through the entire game. Uh, actually, he, he only played 75 minutes, didn't get the whole thing out there. Jermaine Hopgood, 62 minutes. You can see Supercoach-wise, the numbers are just slowly starting to peel off a little bit. Had six runs for 61 metres, still got through 40 tackles, missed two. I think he's going to be a solid guy, but I think this is more so what you can come to expect. You've got to remember as well in this game, uh, Junior Bolo wasn't in this one yet. So, uh, yeah, very, very tough. I think that his numbers are going to stay probably around the 40 to 60 mark per week. Uh, that would be my prediction uh, for him moving forward. Um, yeah, Regan Campbell-Gillard, he was really solid. A big 68 minutes there, 110 odd meters. Uh, got through his work and whatnot. Uh, yeah, look, I, I not really a heap to say on this game, to be honest with you. I think that Mitch Moses, uh, five missed tackles. I actually thought on the night he came out with a number of very good uh, defensive efforts. I think that his de- defense has improved quite a bit. It was something we were talking about in the group chat, myself, Kempi, Timmy, and Maddie uh, the other day. But uh, yeah, five missed tackles there. A uh, bit hard for me to comment on that one because I actually thought he, he defended reasonably well throughout the game. Uh, yeah, look, Parramatta, it's been a tough few weeks. The run of the bye teams is finally fucking over. I thought that was very harsh on them. They play the West Tigers next Monday uh, on, uh, on the long weekend. So that That'll be an entertaining one. 4 p.m. coming to you from a core stadium out there. So a bit of pressure on the West Tigers at the moment. $3.30 to win that one. Parramatta $1.30. They'll still be without Junior, I believe. But I'm hearing that Sean Lane may return for this one. If not, he will be the week after. So positive for Parramatta. I'm pretty confident they knock over the West Tigers next week. But it was this game last year where the Tigers got their first victory of the season. I mean, I've got to say, though, it was off the boot of Jackson Hastings, and I don't think there's a hope in hell they would have won that game of football without Jacko. Uh, So it will be interesting to see how they go against the Eels next week. All right, let's move to the Friday afternoon games. Uh, Friday, 6 p.m., we had the Penrith Panthers taking on the Canberra Raiders. Um, The Panthers absolutely gave it to them here, 53-12. to I think there was a stat going around that it's the first ever time in the NRL history that there's been a scoreline of 53-12. to It's obviously pretty unique for a team to win by so much and have a field goal thrown in there. Uh, 53, a pretty unique number. You don't see it all that much. Um, shout out to Taruva. Scored the first two tries of the game. He was in very good form. And then our boy, Isaac Tungo, he clicked into fashion. Uh, we... Um 
We posted the other day. Uh, it was funny. Uh, he dropped the ball and um, Tim Williams texted me and said, you'll be able to pick Isaac Tungo up in two weeks after I obviously praised him so much in the preseason. You'll be able to pick him up in two weeks for uh, 200K. And then just unlucky for Timmy. That's what happens sometimes. And it happens to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's Everything just clicks into gear after that. And Isaac Tungo scored two tries in about six minutes. Absolutely blew it away. I think he top scored the round for super coach. So shout out to our boy. He was fantastic, Isaac Tungo. Nathan Cleary scored a nice little try. Had a hand in a heap. He put Zach Hosking over as well. If you got on that same game multi, Cleary into Hosking. That was a nice little 10-minute period where we d- delivered a heap of money to you. I think that was about 15 to 1. So we loved that. Tyron Peachy scored in his first. First game back for the Penny Panthers. Fantastic. But the one that stood out, Jamin Salmon on the last play. You love to see it. Obviously, he's got the history with Ricky Stewart. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who's in the right, who's in the wrong. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Uh, at the moment, it stands as Ricky Stewart calling him weak gutter dog, and then him going down there to Canberra and scoring a try on the last play. Uh, the rivalries in rugby league are fucking unreal, and it'll just build again for the future. Uh, but if you had to write a script for how that game would finish... Jamin Salmon scoring under the stick, screaming, we got a dog at the crowd. I mean, you, you can't really ask for much more, can you? Shout out to Isaiah Yo. I believe this was his 200th game of first grade. An incredible achievement. What a footballer he is, Isaiah Yo. For a guy that came in as a second rower, maybe a center, um, and to achieve what he has achieved, simply incredible. You love to see it. Brian Toe went about his business as per usual. 23 runs for 235 meters, eight tackle breaks. He was everywhere once again, Brian Toe. It's almost... Yeah, you almost feel like you don't need to mention that he ran for 220, 230 metres because that's his stock standard every week. You only really feel the need to talk about him when he goes to 300. But I think it is just worth pointing out every single week what he does. Taruve scored the first two tries. That one try he scored, but they offload from sideline to sideline. He kicked for himself. He's just got so much X-factor about him, this guy. And I know the guys replaced Taylor Mays, a tremendous footballer. But geez, Taruva, he offers a lot, doesn't he? James Fisher-Harris only played 20 minutes in this one. He was ruled out. Uh, it looks like he's going to miss another two weeks or so. So keep an eye on James Fisher-Harris. Could be even more than that. Do your own research. Check out NRL Physio. Uh, but without him to still do this to this Raiders side, pretty fucking impressive. They really gave it to him. Zach Hosking played the entire... 80 minutes, which was great to see. 12 runs for 117 metres. He had one line break, one try, five tackle breaks, uh, and he made 24 tackles with only one missed tackle. Uh, should be noted as well that he got within a B's dick of scoring another try as well. So uh, that big, I think it was 80 in Supercoach, that could have quite easily been 110 realistically. I think you're going to see the Cleary and Zach Hosking combo. I think it's going to last a little while. Whether they bring Liam Martin back in or not, I'm hearing that they will give Luke Garner another opportunity to show what he can do. Uh, But right now, Zach Hosking, it's looked like he has locked down a spot there. So something to watch there. Keen to see how Luke Garner does respond. Did have niggles last week, apparently. Uh, So, yeah, if he comes back in, hopefully he he can show what he can do. But at the moment, uh, I'd be sticking with my boy, Zach Hosking. I think he absolutely killed it. Shout out to Lindsay Smith, who came off the bench. She's played a lot of reserve grade, played 35 minutes, 15 runs for 124 metres. Lindsay got absolutely smashed on his first two or three runs, and he just kept coming back for more. We fucking love that. That's what rugby league's about. No matter how hard you get whacked, whatever it might be, you line up, you take that next hit up for, for your team. And I'm sure that would have meant a lot to Ivan and the rest of this Panthers forward pack seeing Lindsay got absolutely slapped his first few hit ups. Just kept coming back for more, though, which you love to see. Uh, so, yeah, good win by the Penny Panthers. Good all-round win. 53 points are starting to look more and more like the Panthers that we know and love. And I've got to tell you, 
I still don't think they're anywhere near their absolute best either. So pretty scary. The thing I liked about this Panther side is that, you know, they, they, they just scored tries consistently throughout the game. 6, 24, 43, 49, 52, 60, 71, 74, 79. 15 minutes was the longest they essentially went without scoring a try. So shout out to the Penny Panthers. Very consistent throughout the entire game, and I think that they are going to be a scary prospect over the next few weeks. Nath obviously kicked a field goal on half time, uh, which was a tremendous little strike, uh, and the Panthers didn't even celebrate it. They were just so confident he was going to get it. He also kicked eight from nine goals. So a big day out for Nathan Cleary off the boot. Scored a try himself as well. Tremendous stuff. Canberra Raiders. Um, yeah, this is a pretty disappointing one. Obviously at home to get to concede 53 points. Oh, God, that is disappointing for the Canberra Raiders faithful and for Ricky Stewart and his boys. Um, yeah, look, oh, I thought that finally they were starting to offload a little bit more. I actually thought they looked a little bit more dangerous in the first half, but... This Panthers side, they're just defensively, they're just too fucking good. They are incredible. Um, and, yeah, I, I just – I don't know how much you read into this for, for the Raiders. I think the Panthers would have, you know, absolutely dusted most sides. But to concede 53 for a team that made finals last year, very, very disappointing. We all know the stat. You concede 50, you can't win the comp. I think the Raiders right now, they're pushing shit uphill to just make finals. Now, they started really poorly last year. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Still made it, still made their way in there. But I think when you look at the comp last year, um, there was probably five or six teams that you just looked at and went, they're never going to fucking play finals. This year, I don't feel the same way. I'm looking at, you know, here we are. We're, we're five rounds deep. And I'm looking at the ladder and I'm going, geez, the Tigers, they're the team that I feel like has not, not a hope in hell to play finals this year. The next bottom three teams are the Raiders, Eels, and the Cowboys, three teams that played finals last year and are probably overachieving as it stands right now and have lost a lot of very tight games. So to make the top eight at the moment, it is looking brutal. You've still got the Sharks, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys, the Eels, the Raiders, all these teams outside of the top eight as it stands right now, and all of those played in the finals last year and I think are good enough to be top eight teams, in particular the Sharks and the Rabbitohs, without a doubt at the moment. So it's going to be a very, very close competition uh, and I just, you don't want to give away a poor start like this. You've got the Raiders and the Eels who are now one and four to start the season, still waiting for buys and whatnot to come into play. Obviously they haven't had a buy yet so it does make life a little bit tough. Uh, but yeah, brutal, brutal situation they find themselves in the Canberra Raiders. I thought Joey Tapanay. Really, really strong game. Plenty of offloads. You know, just just getting involved. Look more like himself once again. I just think this game got away from them very, very quickly. I think that uh, the hooker came in. I thought he did a really good job, Wolford. I prefer him over Danny Levi, to be honest with you. I think I'd be sticking with him. I think he played 35 minutes. I'd probably play, let him play a little bit more minutes, to be honest with you. I think I'd rather see him play 45, Starling come off the bench and play, yeah, 35-odd there. Hudson Young scored a try. Elliot Whitehead scored himself a meaty as well. Obviously, no Jack White in this game, so it was always going to be very, very tough. Uh, and they certainly made it look tough, the Canberra Raiders. So I think Jack returns next week, I'm pretty sure. I think it was only a one-week suspension. Might be a two. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, I can't remember, to be perfectly honest with you, but they definitely look like a completely different side without Jack White. And Matt Frawley, I believe he broke his hand in this one, uh, so he'll be out for a couple of weeks as well. So the depth of the Canberra Raiders will be seriously, seriously tested. Uh, shout out, if you if you listen to Bloke on a Monday, or if you listen to this podcast, I have said it a few times now, um, that the Canberra Raiders, 
Raiders. Despite not having a fullback in their squad, I think they've got the next best young fullback in rugby league. Uh, Chevy Stewart, who they signed from the Cronulla Sharks last year, he was their SG ball fullback, a tremendously talented footballer. I am very, very high on Stewart. He's made his way down to the Canberra Raiders, has been playing SG ball all year. The Raiders have been undefeated so far in the SG ball. He skipped Jersey Flag. He's played the last two or three weeks in the New South Wales Cup. Scored a try on the weekend, Chevy. So uh, a really nice kid too. Really good fella. I'm a big, big fan of him. Scored a try on the weekend, 130-odd metres, a line break. Very young, but a very, very talented guy. So I'm keen to see if potentially he might get a call up into this squad. Uh, I don't know if he's ready for it right now, to be honest with you. Very young, very raw, but very fucking talented. One to watch in the future. If you are a Canberra Raiders fan, don't get disheartened. By your lack of depth at fullback, uh, obviously you've had um, Seb Chris playing there, but I do think that Stewart he'll be a star of the future. All right, let's move to the last game on Friday: the Melbourne Storm and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Saw a stat the other day. I think it's something. It's something crazy. Like the Bunnies have won four of their last thirty games or something against the Melbourne Storm. Certain teams just have hoodoos against certain sides, uh, and I think the Rabbitohs definitely have one against the Melbourne Storm at the moment. You could probably argue that they've, they've got one against the uh, Penrith Panthers as well. But the Storm, I don't know. Like I don't think the Storm have been overly impressive so far this year. Uh, I thought South Sydney would give it to them, uh, but the Melbourne Storm managed to get up for this one, and they are a completely different side once you put Cam Munster back into it. He obviously scored a huge try in this one that broke it open. Josh King, geez, he loves a meat pie this year. Josh King, uh, I don't think anyone would have expected him to score as many tries as he has this year. Pretty wild. Uh, Will Warbrick continues his good form that he's found over the last two or three weeks, scored a medium, and then Cam Munster broke it open with his try as well. I love the moment where Cam Munster, he got absolutely unced at one moment, uh, stood up, you know, laid it up to the crowd, really got stuck into him. I thought it was unreal. you got to love the way that Cam Munster goes about his footy. But yeah, Josh King, fuck, he's been impressive this year. I was actually talking to a mate the other day who played with Josh King in Newcastle, and he sort of said, mate, he didn't make the Harold Matts. He didn't make the SG ball. He might have made like an under-19 sort of team or something, but you never would have expected him to make it to first grade. And here he is, the starting lock forward, not only for the Melbourne Storm, but like for the Melbourne Storm under Craig Bellamy, who has chosen him to represent this side. Uh, just incredible. And he's playing fucking good footy at the moment too, Josh King. So credit to him. 95 super coach points. Very, very impressive. Thought Harry Graham was strong once again. He plays these incredible games. We really don't talk too much about him. For me, though, the big moment was his tackle at the back end of the game. What a tackle it was. Incredible stuff. I think it was down on the left corner. Uh, I described it on Twitter as just being an origin play, which is exactly what it was. You knew it was going to be a Queenslander. You knew it was going to be a guy like Harry Grant who comes up with that play. If Harry Grant isn't there to make that tackle and I think it was Isaac Thompson he goes over untouched no one says a word no, no one says a thing because that would just be completely stock standard but the Queensland hooker the Australian hooker the best hooker in rugby league in my opinion just manages despite it being late in the game exhausted finds a way to get there incredible knock from Harry Grant I thought he was fantastic I mentioned Cam Munster he was great um, yeah look just a good all-round game from the Melbourne Storm wasn't overly pretty I'm not convinced that they're anywhere near Back to their best. Uh, I wouldn't dare make that claim because I'm far from believing that. Uh, but yeah, look, they're, they're a side that when they've got Cam Munster on the field, they're gonna they're gonna upset a lot of sides. It's not going to come easy against this team. I thought Trent Leroux, he was much better this week. 15 runs, 155 odd meters. He still missed a fair whack of tackle. Sorry, I take that back. Wow, the Melbourne Storm. 
Look at their forwards. Missed so many tackles. So you had Harry Grant miss four. Christian Walsh missed five. Trent Leary missed seven. Sorry, guys, I take that back. Ellie Katoa missed five. Josh King missed five. Now, look, sometimes missed tackles aren't the be-all and end-all, and they don't tell the entire story. But when your starting forward pack is missing upward of 30 tackles, um, that is a serious, serious problem there for the Melbourne Storm. How many, how many tackles did they miss as a team? Just having a look at these live now for you guys. Always give my live reactions on these things. Sometimes I, I watch the game and I don't get the perfect understanding. It's always good to go back and have a look through. 52 missed tackles for the Melbourne Storm. Holy fuck. The Rabbitohs only had 24. That is a bit of a worry there, just quietly. Jesus, you you think South Sydney, they made 11 errors to eight. Probably just the errors that sort of let the Melbourne Storm get away with this one. But that's something the Melbourne Storm got to seriously fix up. 52 missed tackles. Very, very unlike the Melbourne Storm. Very, very unlike a Craig Bellamy coached side there. Very, very surprising. Uh, But yeah, look, the Melbourne Storm, similar to the Roosters, what we said before. I don't think they played anywhere near their best, but they found a way to get a win. And that's what you need to do in rugby league, realistically. Obviously, they're going to get a few guys back over the next few weeks. Tarek Sims was sent back to Queensland Cup to play some minutes there. So I think he'll come into the side next week. You've got Nelson Asafa-Solomona, who is a few more weeks away. Jerome Hughes, he returns next week. So Jonah Pezzett, he will drop out of the side. So plenty of positives coming for the Melbourne Storm. And I think they'll just be happy to get away with the two points in this one. Let's move over to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, I think that the Bunnies... I think it was always going to be tough, and it's something that I probably underestimated, but we got into this game, and I sort of went, oh, fuck, I should have remembered their bogey team against the Melbourne Storm. And I think you've also got to keep in mind that South Sydney, a lot of emotion went into last week. The John Sattler game, that would have taken a lot out of this team and this club to get up again for their bogey team, the Melbourne Storm, in a game that were short price favourites. I don't think it was an ideal situation. They should have done better than what they did, 100%. Uh, but, yeah, this one, in hindsight, wasn't overly shocking coming off that huge emotional game for Johnny Sattler. Uh, guys have played well here. Campbell Graham. I keep saying it. He's got origin written all over him, Campbell Graham. 18 runs, 140 metres, one line break, one try, four tackle breaks. He just keeps doing the damn thing, Campbell Graham. He is so fucking impressive. Defensively, really, really got tested last week. I thought Brad Parker got the better of him on a couple of occasions. This week came back, 18 tackles, zero missed. At centre, that is fucking gold. You want to see that every day of the week. So Campbell Graham, shout out to him. thought Cody Walker was fantastic as well. Start to find that running game again. Starting to get a little bit scary. Starting to see a more positive, upbeat Cody Walker. Starting to run the ball a lot more. He had to make 30 tackles in this game as well. Handled them very well. What I love though, all runs. Cody Walker, 20 runs for 115 metres. If, if someone else isn't in a better spot than Cody, at the moment he's just happy to run. Four tackle breaks. This is when he's at his most dangerous. Three offloads as well, keeping the ball alive. 30 tackles and he only missed one. Shout out to Cody Walker. Playing some really, really good footy at the moment. Damien Cook, 46 tackles, zero missed. Cookie just doing another shift as per usual. Ran for 89 metres as well, pretty good for a hooker. Tom Burgess led from the front, 200-plus run metres. Cam Murray just went about his normal business. 20 runs, 150-odd metres. Would have made his 30 or 40 tackles. 45 tackles, zero missed from Cam Murray. This is just what we come to expect from this guy. He is an absolute weapon, and I genuinely do think he is the most well-rounded and most complete forward in this competition at the moment. Jacob Host. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did a couple of good things. I've got to tell you, I'm not overly convinced on Jacob Host as a footballer. Uh, looking at South Sydney and where they're placed right now, personally, uh, I would be starting Michael Cheekham over him. I'd be playing him on that edge. I'm just, I'm not convinced on Jacob Host. I think that once Jai Arrow returns, a lot of talk about him playing as a middle forward. I think you need to solidify that edge, and I, I'd be putting uh, Jai Arrow back there. But I don't think he's back next week. I think the week after, uh, Jason Demetrio said. So, interesting to see how that one plays out. But, yeah, I'm not convinced that host on the left edge is the answer there, and I don't think you want to be splitting minutes there. I just think if you've got a Jai Arrow who can play there, once you get all your forward back or all your forward pack back through the middle, I think you can afford to play Jai Arrow on that left edge and just, just shorten up that edge. So, interesting how that plays out uh, and what they do over the next few weeks. Keon Coleman, Tungy, five missed tackles, not exactly what you, what you want to see from Keon. We saw that at the start of last season. Really worked that out of his game, so hopefully uh, he can keep that up. Solid with the ball again, 14 runs, 126 run metres. Another guy that's going to be putting his hand right up for a State of Origin debut throughout this year. I'm sure that Freddie will be keeping a close eye on him, along with... You know, your Hudson Youngs, you've got your Olakawatu, Sean Lane's returning soon, so he'll be competing with a heap of guys there. But Coleman Tungy, I don't think he's hurt his chances of an Origin debut so far. All right, guys, that will do us for our Thursday and Friday review. Stay tuned a little bit later today. We'll have our Super Saturday review, and then we'll get stuck into the Sunday games. What a Sunday it was. As I said, I was lucky enough to be out there for the Canterbury Bulldogs knocking over the North Queensland Cowboys in extra time. The Canterbury Bulldogs putting on some Great hospitality there. Uh, sensational stuff. A, a great finish to that game. Unreal stuff. An unreal round of footy. Plenty more to come here on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.